Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome in. Happy Friday. We did it. It's the end of the week. It is the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. MyTalk1071.com is where you can stream us live. You can always listen on the app. You can download all of your favorite shows if you would like as individual podcasts. Any way that you listen, thanks so much for hanging. Donna Valentine's been out on vacation this week. Elizabeth Reese from Twin Cities Live started the week with us. Then she, I mean, talk to her for a minute and she'll tell you how busy her week was. And she was trying to get sympathy, and she said, I'll come back on Friday and tell you how busy my week ended up being. She is back from Chicago. Shy town Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, how are you guys? Thanks for having me back. This it feels like when I was here on Monday, it was two weeks ago. It's kind of one of those weeks. Just a few days ago. It was wonderful. Um, you let us dig into your personal slash professional life. What were you doing in Chicago? What can you tell us? I was in Chicago and I just did a quick turnaround that I did. Um, I helped with an event for a local company, which is called the Tile Shop. They're a local Minnesota company. So they're going to be doing some fun stuff with us on Twin Cities Live in the next couple months, which we're really excited about because I didn't know that they were local. It's really amazing to me that 13 years into Twin Cities Live and we work with so many local businesses that I'm still surprised sometimes to find out that companies are based here. Does that happen? I mean, that's wild. It is is pretty wild because you just would, you would think, listen, I would have probably sided with management at the beginning when when there were, or not management, management, they they greenlit the show, Twin Cities Live. I would have sided with the naysayers at the beginning who were like, "Mm, you're going to run out of stuff. If you're doing stuff (laughs) on local businesses all the time, five days a week for an hour and eventually an hour and a half, that you're just going to run out of stuff. But it's amazing that that never happens, and it shows how creativity is always new, and they're just it's this robust environment for ideas and small businesses and startups, and so, boom, the tile shop. Now you're in Chicago. I know. It's totally true. So I zipped into Chicago. I hadn't been to Chicago in a while. Have you been there lately, Steve? I have not been to Chicago outside of Midway Airport since I was I eight was years old. Midway. Oh, oh yeah, what really? do you think? Midway. Midway's no, always Midway's worried. not a great airport, it's but it's much more convenient. So we were staying downtown. So I stayed downtown, like right on the lake. I mean, it really is shockingly beautiful. Like that Lakeshore Drive is unbelievable, mm. and um, you kind of forget because I just haven't been to a massive city in a long time because yeah. it's been pandemic. Like you've been to New York quite a few times lately. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't been to New York in a few years, and so. It's sort of funny when you haven't been to a really big city and um, then you get there and you're like, man, yeah, this is a lot going on. And I'm totally feeling my agedness because mm. I'm getting I'm like, this is too loud. These people need to turn down their music. These oh, buildings you were are having too that. Small. I mean, too large. This is a concrete jungle. And I'm thinking they should have managed the green space better in this city. (laughs) This is literally what I'm saying out loud as I'm walking through Chicago. And then on the other hand, 
I'm walking down Michigan Avenue and I'm seeing Cartier and yeah. Prada oh. and Neiman's and the giant Burberry store that they assign you a personal shopper when you go in just no, to browse. No. By oh the way, gosh. I was not in the market for a $3,000 trench coat yesterday. I just wanted to pop in and check out the merch. And, um, and then you are reminded that there are amazing things about Chicago. Like that type of shopping just doesn't really, we have great shopping here, but it just doesn't exist like that. that it's kind just of not like this down. Yes. Experience. Although, let me tell you, there were so many police officers with canines. Like, I mean, mm. Neiman Marcus, I saw three. No. Three officers with canines. Oh my. In addition to an officer at the front and an officer guarding the Chanel, little Chanel boutique that's within Neiman's. Wow. It is, it's crazy. And my mom was with me. So my mom came with me because I was going to do this event. And she said, and she's like, well, I'll come with you and just do an overnight. It'll be so fun. And it was like, just, I love when you can turn work things into really fun things too, which yeah, the, the work part was fun as well. Um, but she was so surprised as well oh. to see all of the security and then just on the streets. I mean, you know, Chicago's been through a lot as many cities have, and we have too, but it, it is tight. It's tight there. So let's talk about the green space that you mentioned, because, you know, I'm an amateur arborist. I've planted 14 trees in the last year and a half. (laughs) Did when you're in the city, because to to compare it to New York that you brought up, New York, when I'm there, I am stunned at the forth thinking with city planning that happened decades ago where they said, we are going to create this concrete jungle. And it's so easy that it would just be, you'd be surrounded by cement and you do feel claustrophobic there, et cetera. But so many streets have such great greenery cooked into it where they're like, oh, we're going to have a tree-lined street here and here and here and here. And so you have this city, which feels great. And it's like New York. I mean, greatest city in the world in terms of just that like feels romantic and stuff that works in New York wouldn't work anywhere else. But then you got these trees everywhere, not to mention Central Park, of course. Do you, like if you just walk down a random street in Chicago, is it littered with trees in a good way like New York is, or is it just buildings? I think it's different neighborhoods, but where I was, it's real it was really building. Like mm. I was like downtown, and then it's all of a sudden the lakefront. And I think every time I have been to Chicago, now forgive me if I'm wrong here. If you've been there and you're going, wait, I know there's a million parks, but I've had a lot of friends live in Chicago over the years, so I go to visit and have stayed in different areas. And I've always thought they need more parks here. But I think I'm also just spoiled. You know, in Minneapolis, it's like you go downtown and you cruise down by the river and then you see like massive gold medal park. I mean, and Central Park is like a miracle that Central Park happened and stayed Central Park. I mean, it's a miracle because think of all the pressure there was to develop that land. Oh my gosh, yeah. In New York, it's crazy. So I think... um, I, I think Chicago was maybe like the focus was pretty industrial and it was sort of, you know, more of like a like a working class city, I guess, even more so than New York. And so I don't know if there was as much planning in terms of the aesthetics. That being said, I mean, there's so many beautiful old buildings there that are just absolutely magical and just just magical. But, it you know, and it's a quick zip it takes you, to, you know, 40 minutes on a flight to get there. It was wow. very fun. That's awesome. You know what? You know what I'd like to go do in Chicago? And I don't know that it would be worth a trip entirely, but I would like to go see the Home Alone house because it's there and has sold and it was really shot in Chicago. So the exterior of the McAllister home from the Christmas classic Home Alone uh, is there 
in this neighborhood in Chicago, and people go there a lot to take pictures, which would must be so annoying for the people who live there. But I would be one of those people who would make it it's annoying in, for them. That's in Winnetka, Illinois, okay. is so, where it is. So is that's that, in a suburb. So that's a little ways. I mean, it's not super far. What is it kind of like Chaska is for? I think. For the Twin I'll have cities? to look. I'm trying to look at what it last sold for because I think that that's always fascinating. And Zillow is not helping me very much here. It's a six bedroom, six bath property, the Home Alone house. It's 5,300 square feet. Hmm. The Zestimate is 2.3 million. Mm. Mm. Is the Zestimate. Me so not do that. Me not live it there. It is a beautiful house, boy. Do I, you know, listen, I don't want to brag, but I also live in a colonial oh, style this abode. Is, this is <laughs> off putting this early in the show at that. But this, this is a better colonial than mine. <laughs> and, okay, well, and it's worth a lot more than mine. I oh. think Winnick has a very nice suburb of Chicago. Well, how wonderful. Well, listen, we learn. Friends, uh, we're based here in the Twin Cities. As you know, we have listeners all around the world, which is so fun in various states throughout the country. But we just did a little Chicago talk. Hey, real quick, did you talk any trash to uh, the Windy City Live? That's the, the Twin Cities Live of Chicago. They're still going, right? I think that show was canceled, actually. I thought it just went to once a week. Is it fully canceled? I don't know. Oh, my I, gosh. I, don't, I did not talk any smack to them because I was not going to, like, jump on the grave of a dead show. Okay, honestly. all right. I didn't I know. All right, fine. With you. We're going to take Why a breather. I'm going to do a do little that. research on uh, our friends at Windy City Live, make sure everything is going okay. Maybe it still is on. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I've said that people were dead before. In fact, they were alive. So maybe this it is one of those. It closed out its 10-year run in September of 2021. When we come back, we will wake <laughs> your brain up. We got some things that make you go, huh? Why Why does rain smell so good? Why do people step outside and say, oh, it just rained? What is that? Let's make it smell so good. We will finally have figured this out. At least I have. I will tell you what I learned when we return. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey friends, welcome back. It's the Donna and Steve experience on my talk. One Oh seven one where talk is fun. Donna Valentine is on vacation because apparently you accrue it throughout the year. As you, as you work, there are exchanges, both payment every couple of weeks, medical benefits. If you're a full-time salary, uh, and then you accrue vacation time and she's using some of her. Elizabeth, you're on mute. Were you saying all sorts of funny things? Do I need to deliver the jokes again and then just to hear you? Yeah. Oh, uh, she went muted. I don't know what happened. I have her potted up. Is it something on her um, oh, okay. clean feed? Something going on over there. Microphone. Maybe you muted your clean feed. That can happen. I've done that before. I've done that. I've spoken into the microphone backwards before. How about now? As well. How about now? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, hear you. That doesn't sound super. Something weird, weird happened. There. It doesn't. Oh, I wonder what weirdness happened. Yeah, I don't know. Something weird happened during the commercial. I'm gonna break. x out of this. Um, I'm gonna x. Listen, out of why this don't you leave and then there she goes. Thing. And then uh, and then see if she comes back. Um, but anyway, Donna's gonna be back on Monday. Elizabeth Reese hanging out with us today. Thanks to Brittany who was in with us the last three days. But Donna is gonna become a chock full of stories from her vacation. Including what we think might include a, a, a drive through in Mound. She may have driven through the city of Mound or Waconia. We don't know. She's been dropping all sorts of little city hints. Rocco, are Did you? Did she put anything else in the grid? Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, no, we have Bayfield. 
Bayfield Madeline Island. Bayfield Madeline Island. Clean uh, up the cabin. <laughs> clean up the cabin. And then she's going to remind everybody that the state fair is coming up <laughs> next week. So Donna Valentine will be joining you on Monday. Meanwhile, I've got some things that make you go, huh? Okay, let's do it. Things that make you go, huh? Things that make you go, huh? Things that make you go, huh? Things that make you go, I like to wake our brains up, if at all possible, my friends. Uh, so, you know how when it rains, you step outside and you're like, oh, wow, it smells so good out here. Have you ever wo- wondered, like, why? Why does this smell? Some people say wet pavement. I know that my wife of 17 years, thank you, she really <laughs> likes the smell of wet pavement, which is, you know, I, maybe like a nostalgic kind of a thing. But what is yeah. it about rain that you think smells good? Why do people say it smells good? Any guesses? It's like the hydration. It's probably the ions. It's probably the the nature. It's maybe the acid rain. I don't know, Steve. Acid what do you rain? want from me? <laughs> Remember when there was a big fear of acid rain in the 90s? It was like acid rain is there. And I remember hearing about acid rain and thinking, at any given time, one of these drops could just burn my face off. The fear that I had was never acid rain. It was anthrax. Yeah. Anthrax hit pretty big a couple of different times throughout the last, you know, 20 years. And I was like, well, we're never going to read mail again. And you get a lot of fan mail. I am so happy to not get mail. I used to work on this local TV show. And uh, <laughs> it was a celebrity. And my co-host at the time would get mail all the time from people who were like, oh, you want Sidio to chicken? Here's a sweater that you can put on your chicken. Here, I crocheted something for you. Here's a plate that I had engraved with your chicken or dead dog's name. Sorry, but that's, you know, these are this is what happened. Elizabeth, do you recall this? I do. It's so nice. I, it's like the nicest thing. People are so thoughtful. I have, like, amazing items that people have handmade for me. I just love it when people are crafty and they want to share their gift. It is really nice. Although but it they... isn't nice to get a letter that you think might be anthrax. And I do think about anthrax every single time I open uh, a piece of mail. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to get political right there. <laughs> Calm down, everybody. Did you know that was his else. Obama? Yeah, I do yeah. know that. She, she knows, she like knows his... my Barack. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I do know that one. And then I like, um, I like your G-Dub the best. Probably. Laura and I have been social distancing long before coronavirus. <laughs> I like, I like that one either. And you're and Trumpy's pretty good too. I mean, yeah. you've done a nice job with these. Well, you know, and we're doing Project Down a Dirty Film Fest this year, and we're all pumped about it. It's going to happen September 28th through the 30th. We've we've essentially been asking for this. We've been trying to hint management, like let us do short films, because then all the shows we're all going to do our own separate short films, like eight to ten minutes or seven to nine minutes, something like that. And these are going to be comedic movies. And then we'll have a red carpet premiere and we'll show them all. We're really pumped about it. But we were talking with 
our helpers, because each team has experts who will help them, and we're wondering if there might be some opportunities to maybe work in some impressions at some point. We don't know. Oh, I'm sure there will be. It's going to be great. You're going to be knee-deep into character development. And then your video, your movie, which everyone's going to be like, you have a five- to seven-minute limit on the movie, okay. and then yours is going to come in at 34 and a half. I tell you what, you ruined <laughs> one. Oh, my goodness. I just realized I did one of the most annoying things that you can do in radio. Hi, welcome back. It's the Don and Steve Experience on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Elizabeth Reese from television is in for Donna Valentine today. Hi, Hi Libby. Guys. Hello, hello. So I asked the question, I was like, so why does rain smell good? Then Elizabeth, I don't know if I'm blaming Elizabeth or me, ultimately me, I suppose. <laughs> Elizabeth was like, remember acid rain? We were all afraid of acid rain. And then I was like, anthrax, fan mail, Elizabeth's chickens. I never told you why rain smells good. Why does it? Rain smells good because plants secrete an oil into the ground when it's dry. So those oils then mix with bacteria in the soil and rain releases the fragrance of that mixture into the air. It sort of activates it. My answer was going to be something like that. My answer would have been something like, because the plants get wet and do something. Every time it rains, I'm sneezing the whole day. Really? You got some yeah, allergy issues? A, I, I think it must be like the rain comes down and then it like stirs everything up and then something something goes on that makes me kind of allergic. Yeah. It's I, I love it. Okay, I, I'm, I know. I'm much more of a pavement guy though. Maybe that's just because Louis but I feel like even hose water on cement is like, oh, that smells good. That smells guy. like summer. Come oh on. I'm a pavement you, guy. I like hose water. It's just that everything that could be the most artificial Relatable? possible oh. is what you go for. Listen, the fact that you're... I know that you're a great mother. And also, at the same time, I know that you're probably not going to ever take your kids to Disney. I might. I might. Because it's too manufactured... And you know, it's funny, I was talking with your, oh, hunky, muscular co-host, Ben Lieber, the other day, and uh, we were talking about Disney, he was talking about his trip that he recently took down to uh, Jamaica? Bahamas. 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 And he said, you know, yeah, it was great, except for the times when it's not, right? When you have to really, the kids are getting moody, and somebody's hungry, and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. I said, yeah, I get that, too. Like, we went to Disney, and he said, yeah, I bet, you know, the magic, most magical place on Earth. I bet it's not that magical. And I said, you know, it is, but you got to work for the magic. You've got to keep your head on your shoulders. You've got to absorb any sort of uh, meltdown moments that come. But if you do all that, and if you adjust your expectations accordingly, there are some really fun, magical moments. You know what's great about Disney? Thanks for asking. <laughs> there is always a soundtrack playing. So there's That's always fun. there's music. The whole the whole place is produced for moments. And so when you go from one land to another, for instance, when you go into Tomorrowland, where you're looking into the future, and that's where Space Mountain is, and the new Tron roller coaster is going to be. There's kind of like sci-fi ish music that happens. And then if you go into Adventureland, where Pirates of the Caribbean is, there's new. There, it's like a, a soundtrack everywhere you are. Which I really, really do enjoy. That's like when I was in Chicago, and it was the soundtrack of Sirens 
and then people with <laughs> yes. convertibles with their music turned up so loud and then there was a surprise fighter jet situation where fighter jets were part oh, of this exciting. like festival right over the city which seems great until unless you don't know what's happening and then you think are we at, at war? war is there it's has war that. broken out mm. because i realized i hadn't like checked headlines that morning wow it's a little unsettling. That's how they keep you coming back. You better refresh yeah. your news page. Otherwise, <laughs> there could be a war that's broken out in your city and you don't even know about it. Speaking of soundtracks, <laughs> David Harbour, who we talked about earlier this week, of course, as uh, Chief Hopper in Stranger Things, he said that, you know, the Kate Bush song, Running Up That Hill? Yeah, that has was like kind of hot in the 80s and then really hot now. Oh, my gosh. And I can't stop, won't stop. I love it so hard. Every time it comes on, I love it. I immediately put it in my top 25 songs of all time. It's just so great. Really? I just love that song. Really? So without delving too much into, and this won't be a spoiler because if you don't know, you don't know. But, uh, you know, that is a song that helps people when they're facing Vecna in Stranger Things. And if you don't know any of this, again, that's it won't even spoil it for you because you're like, what are the words that you say? But David Harbour said that the song that would save him from Vecna on Stranger Things would be, can you guess, it's a Counting Crows song. Oh, Omaha, Somewhere in Middle America. No, I like okay. your guess. Rocco, I Mr. know Jones? you like the Crows. Mr. Mr. Jones. Jones. These guys That's are going to be at one. the State Fair next week. Oh, my God. I think like Friday. Friday. Mr. Jones is David Harbour's song. He said that it reminds him of his college days in the early 90s, jamming out in his dorm room. And so that's kind of the, the happy place that he goes to when he hears Mr. Jones. We just did a lot of Counting Crows listening at a cabin I was at a few weeks ago because we were doing that same thing. We were going down memory lane mm. and we were just like each suggesting a 90s song to play. And then we were describing like life when you, when you heard that song, mm. which is very funny. And I was recounting how the um, Tumba Wamba song, Thumba Wamba, <laughs> Chumba, Chumba, Chumba Wamba, Tub Thumping. Wamba th- song, Tub Thumping. I get knocked out. That, <laughs> I get knocked out. And I, I get knocked again. Out. You know, you know, get me down. That song. Yeah. Yeah. And the verse is weird, too, because it's like, you make some vodka drink, you make some whiskey drink. You make some whiskey drink. Yeah. You make a doop a That song immediately brings back to brings me back to when I worked at the Outpost Java, which was a drive through coffee hut in the then Target Greatland parking lot in the great city of Apple Valley, Minnesota. And I had a lineup of cars on either window. And I would just go to one window and help someone. Go to the next window and help someone. Sometimes I'd be making a latte. Sometimes it'd be a mochaccino. Sometimes it'd be some sort of hot cocoa. That's what would be going on. You make some mocha drink. You drink some cocoa drink. Now, wait a minute. Were yeah. you listening to Tub Thumping while you were making it? Or, does, or was it just a song that was popular at that time? And so it reminds you of working at the Java Hut. Back in those days, we didn't have, um, you know, we didn't have streaming music, Steve. So mm. you turned on your radio to one particular station. You had to choose one, particularly if it was a dialy radio like it was, which was the only one that we had on hand in the Outpost Java. And then you would turn it to the station and then that song was on repeat. There was something back then called overplaying of music where Mm. radio stations would just overplay the hisek out of a song that you liked and then you loved and then the switch flipped and you hated Hated the song so much with all Mm -hmm. of your 
might. But now I've come around to having fond memories of Chumbawamba. Tub thumping. I'll, this is so like if you're thinking of what's your Vecna song, what's your song that can take you to a happy place? Since David Harbour was just mentioning his, this I need more time to think about it. But I would say taking me back to a time when I felt safe and like cozy in my early childhood. <laughs> oh my God. We'll wait till you hear the song. Would be Men in Black by Will Smith. I don't know. What? There was, no, no, no. <laughs> All right, so I think it was 1996 that that movie came out, maybe 97. But I remember listening to Men in Black a lot. I knew all of the lyrics because I would write them down. I would record it off the radio, and then I would stop and start, write down the lyrics, write down the lyrics. (laughs) And I remember riding my bike around Springdale, Pennsylvania with a Walkman, listening to the tape recording of Men in Black, and I just felt like untouchable. I was like, this is the height of summer. This is such a fun life I have. It was a cozy place. Rocco? Want me to talk about my no, coming Christmas I, I, I thought we were going to hear a little Men in Black so you guys could understand that it should be everybody's okay. Vecna song because of how awesome it is. The Men in Black. Oh, uh, I can do that. I did oh, read man. a story today that um, uh, <laughs> Will Smith's new Q score is out. Oh, oh and, what is and it? He is suffered. It? He suffered after the slab. I would say so. <laughs> this just what about in. the video, though? What about the apology video? I don't know if that helped him. So, what is this sampling? This is the song that reminds you of being safe and cozy as a child. <laughs> Remember that, just in case we have a face to face and make contact. See, he's talking about if aliens come, we're gonna be okay because of Will Smith's suave sort of way of talking people down, and then Tommy Lee Jones overriding anger. We'll yeah. be fine. That's reassuring. Like, in a, in a stressful situation, having someone just the right amount of anger, that's good. That makes you feel like they're in control, yeah. which actually means they're probably kind of out of control. That's right. Rocco, you're faced with something frightening. Call it Vecna or whatever okay. your life's Vecna might be. What song do you hear where you're like, okay, I got everything's going to be okay? And it should it be from the '80s to play into the Vecna thing? It'd be nice if it was sort of from your childhood. I'll yeah. go with the uh, "The Power of Love" by Huey Lewis in the news, as yes. heard in the oh. movie "Back to the Future." Yes, it would just All pump right. me up. I feel I like got, he's got a lot of horns. Aren't there a lot of horns oh, yeah, in the band the horn too? Section. Yeah, that feels that feels really great. You know, "Boys of Summer" by Don Henley too. Yeah, I just pulled that up last night, and I sat there, and I just grilled filet mignon. Thank you guys for asking. Oh, yeah, and never heard how it turned out. Humble brag. It was my first time ever making filet mignon, and it frankly cost as much as a New York strip. And it was, it was great. It was, and I didn't even reverse sear it. I just took the grill up to five hundred, and then let it go. And it was about I don't ten think minutes you later. Should reverse sear a filet? Is that true? I mean, wouldn't because isn't that kind of like a quick cook deal? The first recipe that I pulled up was, so I just went with that. I bet. I feel like you could reverse sear anything. I did put it right over the open flame at the end just to char it up just a little bit. But, man, that is a different cut of meat right there. The tenderness of the tenderloin earns its name. It's so good. Oh my gosh. But is, anyway, you know, I was it's good. I was it's grilling. not as flavorful though as other. I mean, it's that's the only problem with it. The texture is great, but I don't think it has as good a flavor as butter. like a ribeye. Fatty butter on flavor. It. Yeah, I that's understand. True. You can just put butter on it. You're right about that. 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, as the grill, I just turned the grill off and it was raining outside. And I was like, you know, I'm just, the meat was resting. And I was like, I'm just going to go step outside. And I pulled up Boys of Summer by Don Henley. Mm-hmm. And I thought, this makes me nostalgic for a time that I didn't even exist in. <laughs> it makes me nostalgic for if I was in my teens or 20s in the early 80s. It's I know that bizarre. feeling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it's oh, like yeah. The, your your babysitters, though, were teens or 20s in the early 80s, and you thought they were, like, the coolest people ever. Ivy that might Vonda. be what it is. Ivy, Ivy and Vonda. And Han and Young. Those were my babysitters when I was growing up. Well, uh, did they always come as a pair? You always had two at a time? Was, or what? How did that work? <laughs> Ivy and Vonda were sisters. Han and Young were sisters. Um, and Ivy and Vonda once had to uh, hold one of the other ones out of a window by their ankle. Oh! <gasps> To retrieve one of my dad's golf clubs that we slid down the roof into the gutter. They could have died. And it wasn't that nice of a club. And they did that all for probably, I don't know, what, it was the early 90s? It was like 1990. Would they get like four bucks an hour? hour. Yeah, yeah. I'm out of here. Nothing. Uh, Hey, when we come back, I've got a question. It'll be time for See Something, Say Something. Some fun movie news we talked about earlier that will reset. But I'm really curious about a particular theater here in the Twin Cities I want to know, I'll tell you what it is, and then I want to find out, has anyone been there, and is it worth the hype? I'll tell you what I'm talking about when we return. It's Don and Steve on My Talk. Hey, what's up? Welcome back. It's Don and Steve, the experience on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Donna Valentine is out today. Happy to have Elizabeth Reese from television joining us on the air. Hi, Elizabeth. Does she mute her mic? Uh-oh. She's What's having some issues. We talked about it during the break. She thought it was better. I've seen her try a few different camera angles, which is always <laughs> exciting to see somebody adjust different camera angles. Um, you but look now, great, Elizabeth. There we got you loud and clear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, this is my fancy microphone yeah. is not liking me today. So yeah, those, this is how it's going. I was in New York a few weeks ago and everyone was like, you sound terrible. You sound terrible. And I was like, well, get me an engineer or I walk. And it turns out <laughs> I was talking into the microphone backward. So there is a part of the microphone oh. that, that, that hears you better than the other. My, and, um, the part that I'm talking into says front. So I'm going to go with that. Talking to that part always. Yeah, I am. But then as soon as I connect to it, it doesn't like to work. So I don't know. Listen, we got to get Engineer Adam will help me. Get hot Adam over there. That'll be great. He pops over. I did get one thing fixed and then another thing breaks. This is the story of my life in my house, in my life, my car, pretty much everything. (laughs) Are you okay? You get one thing fixed and then the next thing breaks. Do you ever feel like you're just constantly managing things falling apart i feel like that's kind of becoming like about 60 percent of my life it's just oh i got that problem solved great perfect time for the next one to pop up oh wonderful okay let's get let's get another one it's just like never ending the only time it's going to end is when i'm dead and i just don't know how to feel about all of this wow and when you die reach out to rocco he'll cremate you oh i I know the people that crescent Please, yeah make sure rocco i do want to be cremated well i want you to make sure that you know that stick around you're going to be making the final arrangements (laughs) thank you we are almost neighbors i can't wait okay so whenever you do your crescent tide commercial this morning rocco You make sure that you work Elizabeth into it somehow. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, you can say like she committed today. I mean, I haven't paid for the 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 burial. I'm sure you have to pay for it ahead of time. They started just eight hundred dollars. Okay, we'll get to that later. By the way, we are not giving away free cremations and listener rewards. However, we do have a lot of good things. You can get tickets to the Minnesota Children's Museum or the Minnesota State Fair 
which starts six days from today. Win a $200 gift card to Kowalski's Markets. Plus, we have gift cards for Green Mill, Starbucks, and more. Everything up for grabs can be found in Listen Rewards. That's on the app and on the website, mindtalk1071.com. Time for this. I I thought I was going to see something, then I never saw something. So now I need to say something. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Remember that wraparound movie theater that we talked about a few months ago, Rocco? It was before we went to Top Gun Colon Maverick. Oh, you're right. It was going to be on all sides at the at the MOA? Yeah, so it's B&B okay. Theaters. And uh, this was originally set to open in June. And then I see an article on Bring Me the News that says that got pushed back to a July 13th opening. And what this is, uh, is is like a new movie theater that features a wraparound screen. And it's like, like watching a movie in 270 degrees. And it's really immersive. So it's more than IMAX. It's odd, how, like the, the technology of how they pull this off with projection and stuff like that all seemed very interesting to where I thought that would be fun. I want to go test that out and check it out. If anyone has gone to the 270 degree theater, uh, it's at B&B Theaters at Mall of America. Call us. We'd love your review. 651 641 one oh seven one. Uh but they said like back at the time that it got delayed, they're oh, we're bummed that this is happening and they were hoping to, to be open for Memorial Day weekend, particularly to cash in on all of the summer blockbusters, including Top Gun Colon Maverick. But I love I love a movie theater. I declared this to be the summer of movies going into the summer. I've been to probably the movies four times, which was a lot more than other times, less than I wanted to go. I wanted to go That's a lot. more often than that. I was thinking it would be really fun if we did it like once every week or maybe two weeks, go to the theater. I love the whole pomp and circumstance of it all. The smell of the buttered popcorn in the lobby. I order pizzas when I go there. I was at the Waconia Imagine Theater and ordered a pizza and they said, where are you sitting? And I was like, G8. And then they brought me my hot, thin crust pizza. That was tubular. I just thought this is as good as theaters get. So I love the theater experience. So this B&B theater is coming out with a 270-degree screen to try to enhance the movie-going experience and in an effort to continue to entice people back to the theater. I'm all for it. But I just don't know if something like 270 degrees, if it will look gimmicky. Will you be looking at a really clear image? Up front, and oh, then you... the sides are like, okay, that looks Maybe tinted. the peripheral just kind of bring you in a little bit more. You know, it, it doesn't come up over the top like an Omni theater, right? That's different. Because they have to shoot Omni on totally different cameras. Omni is the coolest visual experience I've ever had. I saw an, a documentary back in the 90s that would have been on any like Omni screen. It's science centers and stuff like that. It was called yeah. Ring of Fire. It was all about earthquakes and volcanoes oh i think i saw that i'm sure i saw that i bet i went on a field trip to see it yes and it was all around us it's amazing and you're flying over the volcano and you feel like you're going to be in this volcano yes 
Rocco, did we just have someone call in who is... Yeah, we the... want to talk to Melissa about that theater. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes, Melissa, hi. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Donna and Steve experience. We got about a minute. What can you tell us about this 270-degree screen at B&B Theaters at Mall of America? So we saw Thor Love and Thunder there, mm. which was really cool. They do not shoot the entire movie. So most of the movie will extend to the sides. And you will see those, and the further back you go, the more um, slightly stretched or distorted the picture gets. Um, It mostly just enhances what you're already seeing, so it just expands what's already on the screen. So there are some parts of the movie where it's just on the main screen in front of you, and then for but most of the movie, it's utilizing the wraparound screens most of the time. Okay. All right. That's that's kind of interesting. Do you think are there dinosaurs behind you, Melissa? It sounds. I thought she are might be dragging. Are you in Jurassic Park? Sorry, say again. Yeah. See, she, see, she can't. It sounds like she's in the movie theater right now, watching an action sequence. All right. So there, there's the pro tip, though. The further back you go, the more distorted that image will look. Whereas, I guess if you're a little closer to the front, you it's immersive. And so something worth checking out. So if you're a frequent moviegoer, just looking to shake up your your movie night out, B&B Theaters, I don't think all of the screens are 270. You might want to check beforehand, but something interesting to look into. And don't forget, we mentioned earlier, too, that uh, some AMC theaters are showing Grease and donating $1 out of every $5 ticket, only 5 bucks to go see Grease at the theater. And a buck will go to Breast Cancer Research. This, of course, after Olivia Newton-John passed away uh, last week. So, anyway, now you know that. We have a little music news coming your way, and Rocco is back with a Dirt Alert. That's coming up next, Don and Steve on my talk.